It's a busy time of year, and we run and shop and celebrate and decorate. And uh, sometimes we uh, stress out a little bit. We know we're supposed to feel exactly like that old song says. It's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. For some people, when somebody tells you, be of good cheer, you just feel like punching them in the nose sometimes. <laughs> but it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is a little bit uh, easy to feel cynical sometimes about how commercial Christmas has become. And that's kind of the, the old sad song every year. Christmas has become so commercial. I, I did get a kick out of this couple from Adelaide, Australia. Maybe you saw this. Um, it was taped by somebody driving down their street, which is Emerson Drive in a little suburb of Adelaide, Australia. And their neighbors, maybe they're like your neighbors, or maybe they're like you. Their neighbors had trimmed up their house with lights and music to be this incredible Christmas spectacular. And rather than try to play one-upmanship with their neighbors, this couple from Adelaide, they just got a little bit creative on their own. And uh, here, here's what they did on their lawn, if you can watch really closely. This is their neighbors. Ditto. I like that. I might try that some year. <laughs> there is something truly beautiful about Christmas, though. Um, it's the one moment of the year when the entire world acknowledges our Savior. They may not know him and they may not serve him, but for one fleeting moment, they stop what they are doing and they celebrate his birth. And uh, as I begin tonight, I'm not going to be a long time, of course, but I would like to take a couple of moments and listen to one of my favorite Christmas carols. This is one that we never really sing. In fact, I don't remember us ever singing it here. It was written more than 150 years ago by an American poet named Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and it was written during the terrible days of the American Civil War, very tragic and terrible time. The words were set to music a few years later, and then they've been recorded many, many times in the subsequent decades, uh, actually using various melodies. This is one of those Christmas carols that's been recorded to various tunes, and uh, this particular arrangement is my favorite, and you probably won't hear this anywhere this Christmas except for the radio, so and maybe not even there. So Christmas Eve 2019. Wild and sweet, the world. 
Thank you for indulging me in that. Christmas is the time for finding true hope, true joy, love, and laughter. Christmas is a time to rediscover generosity and innocence. And yes, I said innocence. In the midst of skepticism and cynicism and doubt and despair, we could use a good dose of innocence in our world and in our lives. And that's why you really do need some children around at Christmas time. Whether they're your own or not really doesn't matter. That's why it's great to belong to a church family. We do concerts and we have Sunday school because kids, they just make Christmas all the more enchanting. Their innocence and their joy brings Christmas to life, not just for themselves, but for all of us. Their eyes bright with wonder. They will believe all the enchanting fairy tales that you tell them about Christmas. All the traditions we have. And it's pretty hard not to get caught up in their excitement and their joy. But let me tell you something else about children. Much more than that. Their sincere faith instinctively grasps something at this time of the year that a lot of the world misses. They instinctively get it, kids do that at Christmas time, God became a baby, like they were a baby. 
And he came to earth as a boy, like they are boys and girls. Also, we could someday go to heaven. And you know, the Christmas story, it really is that simple. But it takes the heart of a child to grasp the truth of the Christmas story. Now, we all started out innocent. All of us, every one of us. We, we were kids. But as we grew up, many of us struggled to hold on to our innocence. And so to protect ourselves, what we do through life, we hide our innocence under a hard, cynical attitude. We lose our laughter and we lose our smile and eventually we lose our joy and our peace. Life can be tough. Christmas can actually even bring it all back that people are missing or things are missing or there's been problems or issues or tensions. Life can be tough and life can shatter our innocence in many ways. But it's so important for our own joy and peace that we don't forget our innocence. So I came to Christmas Eve service this year uh, with this little subject, and I hope you'll take it uh, seriously and sincerely. Here's what you need to do. You need to be a kid this Christmas. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that. If that neighbor was your spouse and they scowled at you, turn around and tell it to them again. <laughs> Now, now, kids are funny. I, I looked this up uh, when I came in, um, if I can read it. You know, kids get messed up on all kinds of things. Bible verses, Sunday school songs. Uh, one teacher in Atlanta who taught elementary school, she asked her pupils to write down their favorite Christmas carols in elementary school. You know how this went. Here are some of the answers she received. Christmas carol lyrics. Deck the halls with Buddy Holly. <laughs> we three kings of porridge and tar. Later on, we'll perspire as we dream by the fire. That's probably true. He's making a list, chicken and rice. <laughs> that great one they sang tonight. With the jelly toast proclaim. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Oh, what fun it is to ride with one horse, soap, and hay. And this one hopefully is fading off the scene by now. Noel, Noel, Barney's the king of Israel. Oh, come froggy faithful. I think the spirit is moving over in here somewhere. This one, you'll tell Carol, be a skunk I require. <laughs> Maybe you need to tell Carol that, Vaughn. I saw, I saw this today. I thought this was so funny. And Beverly would tell me I shouldn't say this in the pulpit. <laughs> With a corncob pipe and a butt and nose. I didn't make it up. Or my absolute favorite, you'll go drown in Listerine. <laughs> I think that's great. 
When I talk about innocence, that's innocence, but I'm not talking about being naive or immature or even childish. I'm talking about a pure innocence that allows us to see the good in life and the good in others. Because when we look at the world through innocent eyes, we see joy and we see wonder in simple everyday things. And especially so at Christmas. We could use a good dose of innocence in our lives. Now this fascinates me and preachers think about weird things. And, uh, but every year the major merchants in Europe, all throughout Europe, spend big money every year on Christmas ads. Uh, we have Christmas ads here in Canada. Uh, some of them are okay, but there's something about the old country. There's something about Europe that just captures my imagination. So uh, th they spend major, major money trying to uh, just capture this elusive spirit of Christmas wonder in TV and internet ads. And, and often they succeed. In the last few years at Christmas Eve service, I usually try to find one that I think kind of sums up something. And, and I've played a few during Christmas Eve services the last few years. But this year, I, I started like early, early in December. Um, and, and none of the big names in, in the European merchants did it for me this year. Uh, retailers like Marks and Spencer and John Lewis, uh, they spent in the vicinity of a million pounds doing their Christmas ads this year. That's about uh, a, a million three quarters Canadian dollars. But to me, they just didn't capture that special magic this year. And not just me, but other people said that. Many people said that. The viral internet uh, opinions said that. Their ads seemed a little gimmicky, maybe even a bit overdone. But this year, the ad to beat actually came from a family-run hardware store in a little village in Wales. And this family, four generations of them, have run this little hardware store for decades. Four generations work there. And they filmed this little ad in one day, and it didn't cost them a million pounds or a hundred thousand pounds or even a thousand pounds. They spent a hundred pounds about 170 Canadian dollars producing it, and all of that money went for the song that you'll hear in the background in just a moment. And the star of this Christmas ad is a toddler, Arthur Jones. He's one of the generations of this particular family that run this small little independent family-run hardware store in a little village in Wales, and he steals the show. It's just a couple of minutes. It was filmed and edited by his father, Tom Jones, no relation to the one all you old people know, <laughs> and his family friend, Josh Holdaway. And it is called Be a Kid This Christmas. Take a look. Sandpit, 
is a short trip The music's for the sad man Can you imagine when this race is won Turn our golden faces into the sun Praising our leaders We're getting in tune The music's played by the good one, didn't I? Tom Jones, his 30-year-old dad, who appeared in the last moment of that video, he said this, making this video with my son has been an experience I'll cherish for a lifetime. They say never work with animals or children, but he was a joy. He's such a bright boy, and I would be lying if I said it was difficult to get him to perform on screen. He often comes to visit me in the shop, so we weren't really asking him to do anything he hadn't done before. Whenever I watch this ad, it makes me well up with pride. We're told every year that Christmas is for kids, but there's nothing stopping all of us from being kids at Christmas. Now, we just had a Christmas concert about, what, eight, nine days ago here? I don't know if you've ever watched kids intently perform in a Christmas concert. If it's not your kids, you might not have been paying close attention. But kids sing off key. They sing the wrong words. They sing too loud. Oh, no, that was the adults. Oh, no, that's the kids. Okay. Sometimes they don't sing at all. Now, that's definitely the adults. Kids do that. They wiggle. They wander around on stage. They pinch the kid next to them. They turn around backwards. Sometimes they engage in what we would appropriately call embarrassing social habits right on the stage. Sometimes kids don't follow the script and they don't know their lines or they have to be prompted every second word or they hold their props upside down. Sometimes kids laugh and point and talk and cry and leave the stage when they're not supposed to. And when they get all finished, that huge mess, we all applaud like we're at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> and the reason we applaud is because those are your kids. They're not maybe that good in anybody else's eyes, but they did an awesome job in your opinion. Here's why. They're your kids. They don't have to perform. They're your kids. You just love them because they're your kids. And Christmas, brothers and sisters, Christmas shows us exactly how God feels about his kids. A lot of people think that they have to be very religious. And they have to keep a tremendously long list of rules. And they have to measure up to a whole lot of things before God will even give them the time of day. 
None of that is true. If any night of the year tells us how God feels about his kids, it would be the night we celebrate tonight. No, we don't know that Jesus was born on December the 24th. Likely he wasn't. But isn't it wonderful that our whole society, secular and all, takes a moment to just acknowledge that God loved humanity so much that even when we were damaged, broken, cynical, skeptical, he still came, split time in half, and intervened in human history. And Christmas Eve says, you don't have to perform. You're my kids. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7. If you then being evil, if you know how to give good gifts unto your children, if you can bundle yourself up and brave the cold weather and brave the crowds and go to the mall and pick something up for your child and stand in line and maybe fight some other parent for it, I hope you didn't do that. If you can do that just to give them the gift that will make their eyes light up on Christmas morning, Jesus said, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Now, we all know this. I'm not telling you anything you haven't thought about or given as advice to somebody else. But the greatest gift we can give to our families to our spouses, to our kids, to our churches, to our communities. The greatest gift we can give is ourselves. When you give yourself, you've given the greatest gift you can give. And that is exactly what Christmas is about. God gave the greatest gift that he could give. He didn't send something special. He gave himself. But like every other gift you've ever heard of, given or received, here's how it works. Like any other gift, God's gift has to be given, which he did, but it also has to be received. A gift is not a gift just because it's given. A gift is a gift when it's given and received. And the way to receive God's love, God's mercy, God's help, God's forgiveness... God's salvation, there's only one way to receive it. And if any night of the year would point us to this truth, it would be tonight. That you have to receive what God has given you with the innocence, with the sincerity, with the faith and the trust and the hope and the love of a child. Jesus sat a child in the middle of all of his disciples one day and as he sat that child on his lap and he looked at all those men that followed him, he gave them a little bit of a revelation. Maybe they had never thought about this because especially in that society, but really today as well, children are sometimes overlooked and it's like they need to be seen and not heard. And it was definitely that way then. But on this day, Jesus sat a child on his lap and he looked at those men and he said, let me tell you something about the gift I bring. Let me tell you something about salvation. Let me tell you something about following me. Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You could go a thousand ways in explaining that scripture. 
You know how it is with kids. One minute they're fighting each other and the next minute they're the best of friends. You were just ready to power up and discipline and then you look and they're just the best of friends. Laughing. You're still mad. But kids forgive easy. Kids forget easy. Kids are filled with joy and life and love. And life hasn't tainted it yet. And life hasn't covered it up yet or hardened a shell over it yet. That's kids. But I think the greatest thing that Jesus was talking about here is what I would like to encourage you to do and to be this Christmas. He was talking about the innocence of children. Because in our world, everything begins and ends with a question mark or an exclamation mark of protest. I don't want to believe. I don't know if I can believe. And when the world reacts with skepticism and cynicism, Jesus said, if you want to be my children, if you want to be part of my kingdom, if you want to go to my heaven, here's what I want you to remember. I came as a child. I came to the manger in Bethlehem. I gave the greatest gift of all. I gave myself. And I came so you would know something. You are my kids. You don't have to perform. You don't have to measure up. You just have to receive the gift that I've given you. And it is the greatest gift because I gave it myself. And the greatest gift was myself. Ryan, if you'd come back, I just want to sing a carol before we leave tonight. But I would encourage somebody this Christmas, while you're enjoying everything with family and friends, take a little bit of time to just enjoy. Don't just rush through it. Don't just breeze by it. Don't just tick off the list and see everybody and do everything that needs to be done. But take a little bit of time to be a kid. Maybe being a kid will be getting in the middle of a bunch of kids and letting them know you care about them and letting them know you love them. That's wonderful. Maybe being a kid will be just enjoying your friends a little bit more than normal. Just opening your heart a little bit wider than normal. But the greatest way you can be a kid is to forget all that cynicism and skepticism and hardness and all the walls we put up to protect ourselves. Those walls end up fencing us in and holding us back. Be a kid this Christmas. In you somewhere, there's an innocence. Maybe long buried, maybe long forgotten. In you, there's an innocence somewhere. Before the issues and the problems and the tensions and the stresses and the hurts and the hang-ups, there's an innocence in you. You have the heart of a child somewhere in you. And this culture tries to get us to bury that so we can be tough and in control. And Jesus said, that's not the way you get into my kingdom. You've got to become like a child. You say, I don't want to be naive. I'm not talking about naive. I don't want to be immature. I'm not talking about immature. I'm talking about that pure innocence that opens a human heart to God. And if there's any night in the calendar that tells us 
that God will respond positively to that, it would be Christmas Eve. Thank you for listening. Let me say a prayer before we sing one carol and we'll get you on your way. I hope you have an absolutely, absolutely wonderful Christmas. I hope it's filled with all kinds of laughter and I hope you get everything you wanted. But I hope what you want is going to make you happy past January the 1st. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege of addressing these fine folks tonight. Thank you, God, for your plan of salvation. Thank you for the message that we celebrate tonight. That the God who had everything emptied himself and became basically nothing, a babe in a manger. So we who had nothing could have everything. I thank you for this night and what it means. I thank you, God, that you came. And I thank you, God, that you hold out that invitation that anyone can have your gift. They just have to approach with the heart of a child, with the faith of a child. Not skeptical, not cynical, not with a wall up, but open and sincere with faith. And you always respond to that. If any night would tell us, this night would tell us. Go with us as we leave in a moment. Jesus, give everybody traveling safety and mercy as, as they're visiting family. And Jesus, I pray that this would be a Christmas that honors you in every home that is represented here. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you sing with me? Oh, come let us adore.